And we're back with the Dump on the Ump, Season 3, Episode 8. We're doing a lot of episodes so far this season. I hope you all yeah. appreciate it. And we're already on our third season. That's kind of amazing. That is amazing. That I figured on. we would have been canceled by now. <laughs> well, there's a reason we don't get paid for this, I suppose. <laughs> the only thing that I can think yes. of. There's a reason yet. we get paid for this yet. Yet. Good point. Welcome back to Dump on the Up. Uh, my name is Joel. With me are Jesse and Sam. Um, it's actually, Jesse got cut off. It's just Jess, Sam now. It's just Sam now. Oh, what happened to yeah. Jesse? I don't know. That's why I was laughing during the intro music, is because as soon as you hit play, he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we lost Jesse. Okay, well, Jesse will probably come back. We hope so. We hope so. He Jesse said, just moved, and his new place has spotty internet, apparently. So yes. He warned us this might happen. Yes, he did. My internet cut out right when we started. I gotta reset it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so like I was saying, there's a reason we don't get paid for this. Yet. Yet. <laughs> also, this is uh, continuing the theme that we need an actual tech guy to work this podcast for us. Yeah. Because well, you know what I'll do is I'll look into different recording software. Oh, good idea. So that um, we can we can up the ante, so to speak. Well, I've just I've heard that the sound quality on our podcast is not great. Oh yeah, I think I think we sound fantastic. I think so too. Uh, I've heard that there's software that kind of equalizes a lot of the irregularities. Robin says the sound quality is not great. We should get actual microphones. That's uh, probably true. <coughs> then well, we can inv- once they start paying us, Joel. <laughs> well, maybe we could get Jesse to install an entire studio in his new house. Oh yeah, that's true. That would help with and the sound just quality. Record the, record the podcast all by himself <laughs> in his sweet studio. <laughs> Well, we can dream. Once we get paid, that will be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Once yes. we get syndicated. Once we get syndicated. And sponsorships. We need sponsorships. Right. And celebrity guests. Yeah. What would you be sponsored by, do you think? Dr. Pepper? Just because I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper? I, I would drink a Dr. Pepper on every episode if we were sponsored by Dr. Pepper. And I would right. make remarks about how refreshing and thirst-quenching Dr. Pepper is. Right. And doesn't taste like sugary cough medicine at all. <laughs> is there any other kind of cough medicine? Yeah. I, do you think cough medicine is sweet-tasting? Yeah. Yeah. Very. Well, Dr. Pepper is still sweeter than cough medicine. I guess. Dr. Pepper... Sure is more delicious than cough medicine. <laughs> and this, uh, this section is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. More delicious than cough medicine. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, eventually we'll all just be wearing, like, those 
NASCAR racing bodysuits. Right. All just a bunch of logos. You know? Right. How would that work on a podcast, on a radio show? I don't know. I just feel like maybe it would be a video podcast at that point. Right. Well, we, we can do that. We keep talking about that. Yeah. I and do then, love listening to, like, real podcasts where the the guys go into, like, old-timey radio-style commercials. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Like, yeah. they're just talking about sports and then suddenly start talking about some, like, online betting website that they use all the time. Oh, they just, like, work it into their material. Yeah, exactly. But it's very odd and bizarre. Huh. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we could do that for sure. Yeah, I think we should make up our own sponsors. Yeah, but I think the video podcast is a good idea because, as you listeners might not know this, but we're all like incredibly good looking, very handsome. Yeah, and you know that might boost our ratings. I think so. Speaking of which, uh, let me segue awkwardly into our own self promotion. Uh, sweet. Most of you are probably listening to us on SoundCloud, your SoundCloud app. Thanks very much. That's where we get most of our listeners from. Um, so good job for you, those of you who found us that way. If not, find us that way. It's a great way to listen to us. Also, go to our Facebook page. Comment on our Facebook page. I'm trying to get people to comment on us and tell us what they want us to talk about. And follow us on Twitter. Because I am always on Twitter mostly trolling like sports media people. Um, so if you want to help me do that, follow me on Twitter. Wait, do you do that on your own personal Twitter? Or no, I'll dump, dump on the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. no, my personal Twitter is way more respectable. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My personal Twitter, I am an adult on my personal Twitter. It's only on the dump on the ump Twitter handle where I let my inner asshole out. Right. It's fun. Yelling about sports. Yelling at strangers about sports. I love it. Right. You're just, yeah, trying to get, trying to get attention. Just, just trying to get the clicks. That's what it's screaming, all about. Screaming into the ether of the internet. <laughs> trying to get people to pay attention to you. Uh, when you shout into the abyss, the abyss will shout back and tell you you're wrong about right. your MVP votes. They'll call you Snowflake. Or they'll call you a Snowflake. <laughs> Damn, damn you, space nothingness. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is fun. I love Twitter. I love sports Twitter also, which reminds me, um, I think we also still need to plan some specialty podcasts like best board games, best card games. Sports card games? No, just general card games. Oh. And we should talk about those? Yeah. Like, what's your favorite board game of all time? Board game? Yeah. That's tough. I don't really like games that much. Oh. Well, then maybe I'm a very serious is... person, you know? Right, right. Uh, I don't know. Favorite board game of all time? Maybe, you know, is Apples to Apples a board game? Yeah, I think so. Well, I consider it one. It's a game. It's a card game. It's a yeah. game. I like that game pretty well. Or Cards Against Humanity, which is like yeah. the same game. Right. Cards Against Humanity is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, it makes makes me blush. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
It makes respectable personal Twitter jokes. <laughs> it's really fun when you get to play with like your parent-in-law. Oh or, yeah. Like yeah, that aunt or the grandparents. You know. Right. That's when it's at its best. Yeah. Um, Jesse wants us to call him back so How that, that he can he can get in on this. Can I um, hang up on you real quick, Sam? And sure. call you back? All right. Um, I'm going to hang up, and we'll be right back. I'm going to talk Here's, to myself. Taking a break. Taking a break. I will talk to myself in the ether <laughs> for a few minutes. All right. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Dr. Pepper. Tastes better than cough right. syrup. It's it, not cough syrup. It's not cough syrup. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Um, we're going to keep on going until Jesse gets back in touch with us. He is lost in the forest, I think. Yeah. This is a problem with living in the woods. The new ongoing theory is that he's just didn't want to podcast with us and is pretending to have internet trouble. <laughs> so he'll probably join in about halfway through. Hopefully he'll join in about halfway through. Um, but this is ostensibly a baseball podcast. So, Sam, have you uh, got anything to say about baseball? Oh, yeah, there's some good shit happening with the Red Sox and the Orioles right now. Oh, yeah, talk about that. Have you heard about that? Well, I know that those, all I know is that Baltimore is still on top of the division. We're three weeks into this, and they seem pretty legitimate. Yeah, they got like the best, second best record. They have the highest winning percentage in baseball right now. They have one less win than the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. They're like 12 and 6 or something. But, so in the game, uh, wasn't yesterday, or maybe it was yesterday. No. Friday, uh, there was a play late in the game where Manny Machado's on first base and the guy hits a ground ball to shortstop. Xander Bogarts throws the ball to Dustin Pedroia, who's covering second base. And Dustin Pedroia is like the captain of the Red Sox. He's like everyone's favorite player. He's been there forever. He like, you know, works really hard. He's a really good player. But so Manny Machado comes in, spikes up. Like, mm-hmm. Pete Rose style. Right. Just hard, like, he didn't even slide until he was on top of the bag. Ty Cobb just, style. Right. Ty Cobb style. And, oh, man, you facts checking me also, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just spikes the shit out of Dustin Pedroia. And then, so, uh, he leaves the game. Uh, you know, hobbles off the field. He hasn't played in two straight games because of it. He's getting an MRI tomorrow. Uh-huh. And today, I was watching the baseball game. Red Sox are up six to nothing or six to one in the eighth inning. And Manny Machado comes to the plate. There's Matt on first. Matt Barnes is on the mound, and he's a relief pitcher. Throws pretty hard. Throws a fastball right at Manny Machado's head. Right, as you might expect to uh-huh. um, Because any of you who you know have been paying attention to the American League East in the past few years might know that Manny Machado has a reputation for being a real kind of dirty prick when it comes to playing baseball. Does he get thrown uh, at a lot? 
What's that? Does he get thrown at a lot? Well, he got like he got suspended for a game or two, maybe two seasons ago, because he got in a fist fight with Josh Donaldson, like two games in a row at third base. Mm-hmm. He like tried to take Josh Donaldson out at third base two times, two games in a row, and then like was huge. I don't know. He just is a dirty player, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a real scumbag. Dirty piece of shit. Um, so anyway, they throw the ball at his head. Umpire calls hit by pitch. He goes down to first base. Red Sox manager, John Farrell, comes running out of the dugout, starts screaming at the umpire because the ball didn't actually hit him. It hit his back, which was you know, uh-huh. on his shoulder. Uh-huh. So it was a foul ball. They still threw the pitcher out of the game. Whoop. Is Jesse trying to join us? So they still threw the pitcher out of the game. But now I've lost Sam. Oh, this is going great. This is our second weekend week in a row in which we are being problematized by technical difficulties. So we'll never know what happened to the end of that story that Sam was telling. Anyway, while I wait for Sam to come back, sorry. Oh, he's back. Oh, hey Sam. So what happened? You, I was on, I was on the edge of my seat. (laughs) (laughs) Professionalism. Jesse, I thought I could do the two at the same time. Right, I saw that Jesse was trying to call. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so I don't know. Nothing happened. He like went back to the plate and hit an RBI double on the next pitch. Oh. But. Um. I don't know. It's just, and the, the commentators for the Red Sox were like, oh, this is going to be an interesting season between these two teams. So it might right. be worth paying attention to. Because, right. you know, it's one thing, it's like this guy has a dirty slide, and then, you know, the next game or two, he gets drilled right in the ribs. That's like, might be the end of it. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But it seems that things maybe kind of escalated a little bit because they threw it right at his fucking head. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I really would like to see him get drilled in the head. Um, so it could be, and, and the benches didn't clear. So I feel like they play each other a lot more for the rest of the year, and I feel like they're, we're going to see some pretty good brawls between the Red Sox and the Orioles this year. Uh-huh. Now, you will say, let me see if I've got this right, the Red Sox have the highest team batting average, but the fewest number of home runs? I think so. That that was as of, you know, Friday. Uh Uh-huh. Now, they're supposed to be like a heavy-hitting club. The Red Sox? Yeah. Not really. I mean, somewhat, yeah. And they will hit home runs. Um... But, you know, David Ortiz had, like, 45 home runs last year or something ridiculous like that. Right. And then Mookie Betts was number two with 31. And then there were a bunch of other guys who were kind of in the mid-20s. So I think that, like, we're looking at a baseball team where they're going to have four or five guys hitting in the mid to high 20s in home runs. Um, But there's not really that one – power threat, 
you know, there's not the David Ortiz that's there anymore. Which tends to follow the, uh, not the routine, but kind of um, more and more hitters. You're seeing a lot of people getting 25 to 30 home runs per season, but fewer and fewer up in the 45 or 50 home runs. Right, and fewer and fewer people are hitting over 300. Oh, oh over 300, right. That's like becoming a much more elusive goal than 30 home runs. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, I mean, I think that it's pretty noticeable, for to me at least, that pitchers are throwing harder than they used to. Uh-huh. You know? Like, I feel like back, you know, even 10 years ago, if somebody's throwing in the mid to high 90s, it was like they were just automatically elite, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like your, you know, Randy Johnson's, you know, Roger Clemens throwing 95 to 9 to 100, you know? Mm-hmm. And nobody could, nobody could touch that. And now it's like every single team has at least one person who can throw 100 miles an hour. Right. You know? right. It's usually in their bullpen, but it's not unusual to see a lot of starters throwing in the mid to high 90s. Um, so I think that has something to do with it. You were talking the other day about the change in the angle of the swing, right? Right. I think that probably has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, people are maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe they're just hitting more pop, pop flies or maybe the bats aren't catching up to the arms. And, yeah, I think you're right about the speed of pitches increasing. And I do think that one thing that's changed in the last 10 to 12 years especially in the last three or four years, is that managers are letting hitters swing and miss more. And that's becoming more acceptable. Like, it's okay to strike out if you're... It's okay to go down swinging because the potential of getting a home run or a hit is greater. Whereas before, there was a lot more defensive hitting where you were just... You know, swinging. You know, trying to get the ball away, trying to get on base. I I don't know if that's true. I feel like with the whole the rise of the baseball metrics, like the worst thing you can possibly do is strike out. Except strikeout rates. Except that's changed. That was true a while ago, but that's not true anymore because it's worth more to get a home run, and you can only get a home run by swinging away. Right. Strikeout rates, I think it for, I'm going to look this up on Wikipedia, but strikeout rates, I think, have gone up for the last three seasons. Okay. Um, in in um, Major League Baseball, because people are uh, swinging more often than they used to. Um, but let me, let me check that, because I would hate to be, well, I wouldn't hate to be wrong, because I'm wrong most of the time. <laughs> Just, you know, go with the way of what you feel. Yeah, exactly. I'm going with the way I feel. You'll never be wrong if you yell it loud enough, you know? Right. That is one lesson that I've taken in my life, especially if you're yelling it into the emptiness. Right. <laughs> the ether. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
That's why I only tweet in all caps. Which is good. You should tweet more. Right. For yelling purposes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to look this up. Uh, one question I wanted to ask you, because I'm curious about this. Are the Yankees good? Uh, I think that the Yankees are playing pretty good ball right now. Uh -huh. They're kind of an interesting mix. And, you know, I'm completely talking out of my ass right now because I do not pay attention to the Yankees. But the way I feel is that they have, like, a bunch of really, really young guys. Uh -huh. And then they have a bunch of really, really old guys. Uh-huh. And so that's, like, a combination of... You know, that's a combination that could work. Um, but they're playing really good ball right out of the gate. But I feel like, uh, you know, a couple of, like, CC Sabathia is pitching yeah. really well right now. And but, he's, you know, and he's, he's not like, supposed to be. He is... How old is CC like, Sabathia now? He's, like, 50 years old, and he's fucking fat as shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he weighs, like, 500 pounds. And he's, <laughs> he's pitching really well. Uh -huh. you know, no Bartolo Colon. I was just going to mention Bartolo Colon. <laughs> There's, there is only one. Right. But. Although it would be fun to to uh, create a, a all great all time. One second, stop. I hate I hate uh, web videos that play automatically. God. Oh yeah. Hate that. Um, but it would be fun to create like a all time great fat guy all star team. You could have a pretty good one, actually, probably. Yeah. And then distinguish it between, like, guys who have always been fat versus guys who, who weren't fat but got fat later right. in their careers. Right. And, and then guys who are just roid heads. Yeah, like your Tony Gwynn's. Like, like <laughs> small, started off, like, small and quick as hell and then ended up, you know, looking like Santa Claus. I just found it, yes. Uh, strikeout rates have been going up since 2008. Okay. So in 2008, uh, batters struck out 17.5% of the time. And uh, in 2016, they struck out 21.1% of the time. Huh. The strikeout... So okay. The strikeout rate bottomed out in 2005 at 16.5%. So would you attribute that more to pitchers changing or batters changing? I think batters changing, and I'm kind of scrolling through this article on Sports Illustrated to see what they say. Um, because I think what I think what happened is Moneyball came around and said walks are valuable, and so people right. started batting defensively and trying to draw a lot of walks and not striking out. And right. then Sabermetrics also said, well, walks are really good, but really the best thing to do is hit a home run. And it's right. worth striking out two or three times chasing those home run hits. So then managers and batting coaches started changing their strategies with hitters and saying, don't worry about striking out, try to hit a home run. Right. And then pitching coaches were like, the best thing you can do 
is strike, is strike somebody someone else. else. So yeah. try and do that more often. Yeah, which means throw more fastballs. Do you think so? I don't know. We should look that up and see if fastball rates have gone up. That would be interesting to find out. I bet they... What do you think? Do you think pitchers are throwing more fastballs now or fewer? I think the pitchers are throwing more fastballs and they're throwing them faster. Yeah. I, I they're throwing faster fastballs. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like there are just fewer pitchers out there that just throw a real nasty change-up. Really Which is great, up. yeah. The nasty stuff is like my favorite, favorite of all pitches, because it's like just a straight up bait and switch sort yeah. of sort of scenario. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you think I'm going to throw this ball 95 miles an hour? Psych! You know, <laughs> miles an hour, you know? Well, and it's kind of a cliche, but the putting the batter on a string, where uh-huh. you can almost see. The it's like the ball has a mind of its own, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so you know, it's like a fastball, only slower. That's the whole point. Is it like looks? Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be a fastball. It looks like everything is the same as a fastball until you like you're all geared up, and then you know by the time you realize it's not, you've already swung. The ball's not even to the plate yet. So Major League Baseball Major League Baseball is considering making the strike zone smaller. Yeah, I saw that. To decrease strikeouts. Interesting. Decrease strikeouts. Right. So so it makes it harder for the pitcher to throw strikes and and more likely that the pitcher's gonna throw ball. See, I this is something that really confuses me. Okay. I wanna know what your take on this is. Because it seems to me that Major League Baseball is talking a big game. They're taking like a real hard stance on making games shorter. Right. You know, they're like, oh, we're going to have a timer in between every pitch. And like, you better throw it fast enough. Or like, don't step out of the batter's box. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see that they're replaying, they're like expanding every year the amount of plays that can be reviewed. Right. Like via video. Right. Which takes fucking forever. Right. There's no time limit on that. I saw the other day that in some game there was like a, there was a, you know, video review that took almost five minutes. And that's just them standing on the field doing nothing, like wearing headphones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, that's your loneliest guy, the guy who... Comes out right. with the headphones. The loneliest, the loneliest job in baseball. Yeah, but and so and then they just now we're talking about instituting something this year, like by the All Star break. They're talking about this, where the umps are mic'd up, and when they do the video review, they then explain their review to people in the stands and on TV, like they do in football. Right. I Which hate. I, I feel hate like would further slow down. Yep. yep. I think that's a. I think that's a terrible idea. I think that baseball, first of all, needs to embrace that people are going to be mad at the umps no matter what happens. Right. Right. Whether or not the umpires take the time to explain the call to the fans is ridiculous. I, I feel I, like they're just opening themselves up. 
I hate that. that rule in football. I hate the the reviewable uh, reviewable. I guess I don't hate the reviewable call, although I I do think they need to make it shorter and more efficient. Because it does yeah. suck. Like you don't want the game to be decided by a wrong call. But See, I feel like that's okay. That that as should just be part of the as game. As long as then the umpire is just like publicly shamed. Oh yeah. Aggressively. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was that one guy who missed the call that was a guy who had like a perfect game going or something. Yeah, that was a Detroit. Um, yeah. I forget and his then, name. Judge with the A. The guy called the guy safe at first base. Uh, it shouldn't have been a, in the two outs in the ninth inning. Should have been the third out for mm-hmm. a no hitter. Mm-hmm. And then the ump was just completely destroyed in the media for yeah. the next however many weeks, and it was amazing. And had to publicly uh, apologize. Right. Yeah. They like changed the records. And, I agree. You know, yeah. I they think be forced to like endure public humiliation. Like mm-hmm. that. Just today, though, I saw an interesting play. It was White Sox were playing Cleveland, and Todd Frazier for the White Sox was trying to steal second, and he actually did a terrible job of it. But the throw from the plate was off, and he slid into second. He got called out but was actually safe. And it was a very quick review. They got the call right on review, and he was safe. Right. Um, And the announcers were making what I considered to be a pretty good point, that that was really good for the umpire. That even when the umpires don't like review, because they feel like it undercuts their authority, in situations like that, they should like having uh, plays reviewed. And the Todd Frazier knew he was safe, and so immediately asked the manager to call for a review. Right. So in, in situations like that, you do want to, the ability to review a play. Well, you do if you're the guy you know, trying to steal the base. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't want it if you're you know, the other if guy. If you're the yeah. opposing manager, you don't want it. Yeah. I feel like, you know, honestly, things happen, you know, I feel like umps are just shitty straight through. It's not like they tend to bias against the team, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it all evens out in the end of all of, you know, it's like you get a break here, but you get screwed over there. That's just baseball, you yeah. know? Yeah. Hopefully. I, I read, I don't know about baseball, I know in the NBA they've done studies where the home team does generally get more beneficial calls than the road team. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, that's like the actual biggest advantage of being the home team in the NBA. Well, yeah. In soccer... Like, in league play, points you score, like, if you lose a game on the road 3-2, to two, you, as the losing team, actually score four points towards your 
like the points you score away from your home stadium count double. What? Yeah, it's weird. Say because, that again, that doesn't make sense. I know. <laughs> There's a lot of things about soccer that don't make sense. Like a tie, for example. I hate ties. Or the shootout at the end of the game. So I hate let's, shootouts. Let's run for fucking 120 minutes or however long it is. And then the game is scored by just kicking at the goalie, you know? <laughs> that is it. It's like playing a really long basketball game that ends in a tie, and then you play horse to decide who the winner is. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, soccer's the worst. I think we've established that really well on this podcast, that soccer is actually the absolute worst sport. Um, except for golf, maybe. Right. Which isn't really a sport. Which isn't really a sport. It's a sport like bowling is a sport, or like poker is a sport. Golf is to hockey as miniature golf is to golf, I think. Sure. Except except miniature golf is more fun than golf, and hockey is more fun than golf. Right. I mean... Miniature golf is fun. I love miniature golf. No, miniature golf is awesome. And, like, if we're being honest, that should probably be a televised sport. You know what I mean? Yes, I 100% agree with that. If they're going to play golf on television, they should probably play mini golf on television also because it's, like, far more entertaining in every single way. I think you could get really high viewership on that. Right, exactly. And Mm -hmm. then you just, like, hire a bunch of, like, you know, uh engineering nerds to like make the craziest mini golf courses in the right. world. If you actually had <coughs> professional mini golf players who had to get really, really good at mini golf and right. then put them in front of incredibly challenging courses, that wow. would be amazing. And they have to do very intricate engineering problems, calculus right. problems to get the velocity just right. I would love yeah, that. Yeah, all of all of the caddies would also be physics professors. Exactly. <laughs> and they would just be carrying giant golf bags that are only full of putters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we're onto something there. That's true. I, we could make this happen, actually, but we might not even have to rely on this podcasting thing for our money. No, I, I think I think we're really onto something there. I think we need to call. I guess ESPN, but maybe, I, I mean, I mean, almost thinking of the those Japanese game shows, yeah, where they make the people yeah. like bound to round and then fight people and then get hammered no. in the obstacle courses. I think we need to get in contact with whoever started the X Games. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And be like, look, we've got an even better idea. Right. Here's something that's both less cool and less extreme than what you've already done. But people will Let's love it. Let's make it happen. People will love it. Yeah. I mean, I've people watch golf on TV. Dancing with the Stars. I feel like Dancing with the Stars is one of the most popular shows on TV. Really? I believe so. I want to Wikipedia that because... Robin says Simone Biles was on Dancing with the Stars and she was awesome. So some people like watching Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> like Robin, apparently. <laughs> apparently. 
She just likes Simone Biles. Who would be... She's... Um, um, Simone Biles is the gymnast from yeah. the Olympic nobody, Games. Nobody dislikes Simone Biles. Let's just start with that. Totally agree. Well, anybody she's who... amazing. Yeah, anybody who dislikes Simone Biles is a heartless monster who yeah, deserves to be cast into the void that is the Twitter loose. Yeah, we don't want them watching our professional mini-golf circuit anyway. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Simone Biles might be one of my, uh, not recommendations, but nominees for greatest athlete who can do multiple different things, right? She can win at gymnastics. She could win at Dancing with the Stars. I bet she would be really good at our mini-golf game that we're inventing. I bet she'd be really good at that Japanese crazy, you know, running through obstacle courses sport. Oh, yeah. She would be good at that game. Yeah. What else? I mean, she'd be good at lots of different uh, sports. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's true. She could probably do, like, a thousand push-ups. I bet so. That would be my guess. That yeah. would be my number if you were to, like... Like, I guess the jelly beans in the jar sort of question. Yeah. Except for with push-ups and mobiles. I would go with thousands. Yeah. I will ask her that on Twitter. <coughs> yeah. She'll answer you. I'm sure she will. Uh, hey, did you know that Jose Bautista follows us on Twitter? Oh, does he? I thought he dropped us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like we had to mention that every time. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, but here's something I want to ask you. Okay. And I can kind of awkwardly segue it in because you said greatest athlete in the world okay. in reference to Simone Biles. Oh, I think I know. I, I, I'm guessing in my head where you're going. Go ahead. Okay. Serena Williams is pregnant. I was thinking, yes, I was right. Go. Um, that's what you thought I was going to say? Yep. So the question is, uh, you know, she's, I don't know, how far along is she right now? Eight, eight, eight or nine weeks. Eight or nine weeks. Yeah. So, she's got, what, another six months to go, something like that? Sure, I don't know how bodies work. Well, you're pregnant for nine months, right? Or one is. Okay. So, she's six weeks. That's two months. So, she's got... Seven months left. Wait, did you say nine weeks? That's what I think. I'm Googling that right now. Okay, so go ahead. Let's say she's got like seven months more of pregnancy, right? Right. And then, I don't know how long it would be before she could return to professional tennis after that. But you She already play. won a major tennis tournament while pregnant. She did. Right. But she was like not very pregnant. No, but she was pregnant. Right. Uh. It's not like... I mean, if she could win a major tennis tournament and be, like, nine months pregnant while she did it, that would be the most impressive sports feat that has ever happened in the history of the world, I think. Yeah. Ah. But anyway, so my question is, is does she come back from this? Or is her career as a dominant force in tennis over, do you think? I have no idea. Uh, I think... I mean, she's so good and so athletic and just at the top of her, you know, she's the most dominant athlete, not 
you know, most dominant female athlete, not most dominant uh, tennis player. She is comparable, you know, in her sport, when you talk about dominance, it's got to be Serena Williams. Right. She's her and maybe Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, maybe. I would, you know, maybe Michael Jordan. I would probably lean towards Serena Williams right now, but maybe Michael Jordan. I mean, more than LeBron James, more than Tiger Woods at his peak. I would right. say Serena Williams. Totally. And she's I agree with you. Probably. But, but, mm -hmm. she's not as good as she was two years ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. She's like, she's not like, she could probably be number one for five more years consistently. Right. But that's based on the fact that she's just so good. You know what I mean? Like, she's getting towards the end of a professional tennis player's career. career. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So um, the question is something that no one's seen before, which is how long can the most dominant person at the sport continue to be dominant after their peak? No, the question is can she take off, like, I don't know, 18 months and come back? after not having competed through her pregnancy and, you know, recovery from childbirth mm -hmm. to get back, like, at this point in her career, could she take off 18 months and yeah. come back? Um, you know? Yes, okay, so in 2008, uh, Kim Kleisters gave birth to her first child. Uh-huh. You know, things that were natural for her were harder. Her return to professional tennis was measured and calculated. There was, it took her seven months after she gave uh, birth to become ready again to play competitively. Okay. But I don't know if Kleister's made it back to the highest levels of tennis. And how old was she? Kleister's was 27. Serena Williams is 35. Right. Yeah. Huh. So, so anyway. I so it's possible, I mean, Serena Williams is already the greatest tennis player of all time. Right. If she is able to return to even, you know, maybe not dominance, but high levels of competition after this, when she'll be 37, let's say, uh -huh. that, would, that would just add another layer. Totally. Yeah. Robin says she will always stomp on Maria Sarapova. <laughs> Sarapova is trash. Yeah. That's true. She's a juicer, though, right? Sarapova? Yeah. Back. Wasn't Sarapova suspended? Oh. She's Speak. back, though, I think, now. Yeah, she's back, though. You want to talk about juicers? Juicers? Yeah. Yeah, we probably should. Right? Yeah, we probably should. Starling um, Marte. Starling Marte. Suspended for 80 games for testing positive for PEDs. What do you think? Well, I think it sucks for the Pirates. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, you know, I don't think that it sucks so bad for Starling Marte, honestly. Why is that? Well, he has signed a $30 million deal, right? He's going to lose whatever half a year's worth of that, he's going to lose like $5 million. Uh -huh. 
which sucks. You know, that's a lot of money. But at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, baseball and fans and, like, the media don't do a very good job of, like, incentivizing people not to cheat. I agree. Um, because, you know, you could be Alex Rodriguez, the band for an entire year, blatantly be a horrible cheater at the game of baseball, and then, you know, get a seven-figure broadcasting deal as soon as you're done playing the game. You know what I mean? Right. But you, you know, it's not like, you know, Pete Rose was a gambler, and he was banned from the game for life. In any you know, form, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, A-Rod, like, that guy's a bigger scumbag than never has been. Uh-huh. But he has a life in baseball still. You know, Mark McGuire admitted to using steroids in front of Congress and, you know, is a professional baseball coach now. You know? Right. There's not... It's like, oh... The benefits of using these drugs to like make yourself a like an incredible super athlete. It's like if you can get away with it for a couple of years, you can sign a huge deal and get paid. And the worst thing that's going to happen is you miss eighty games. You know. Mm-hmm. I have read lots of people saying that they need to make the penalty more harsh for players who take performance-enhancing drugs, possibly up to lifetime bans. The argument being that clearly the current bans, the current penalties just aren't efficient. People are still taking these drugs. Well, I feel like it's not even just the penalties. It's not even just the bans. It's like the fact that you can get banned for taking steroids for 80 games, come back, and it's like, oh, it's fine. You're fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, here you go, Nelson Cruz. Here's $100 million. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's still the incentive because the money is so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know grand scheme of things to slap on the wrist is what they have now. Right. But it's also like, all you have to do is play good baseball when you get back and everything will be forgiven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. The fans will forgive you, ESPN will forgive you, all the sports media will forgive you, you know, and they'll be like, you know, so it's like, it's not bad, it's fine. It's not a death sentence. It's not like a career ender. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I'm trying to. I've, I have a thought about this, and I'm trying to express it. Um, You're trying to find the article. But no, I'm just trying to find the right word. No, I'm looking at list of of players who've been suspended for uh, PED use. Is what I'm looking at right now. Uh, who's, the, who's the most famous person? A Rod, probably. Yeah, I would say so. Miguel Tejada. Mm-hmm. 
That was kind of at the end of his career. Same with Manny Ramirez. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Peralta, Yasmani Grandal, Bartolo Colon, Melky Cabrera, Marlon Bird, Manny Ramirez. Uh, now I'm back in 2007, 2006. I think it was still allowed back then. No, the first, the first person to, uh, according to Wikipedia, is Alex Sanchez. For the Tampa for Tampa Bay, ten days in two thousand five. Uh-huh. It was ten days from two in two thousand five. Then starting in two thousand six, it went up to fifty games. Then Nephi Perez for the Detroit Tigers got an eighty game suspension after he got caught the second time. Manny Ramirez got a fifty game suspension in two thousand nine when he was with the Dodgers. And then 100 games in 2011 with the Rays. And that brings us back. You have brought this up in the past when we were talking about uh, David Ortiz, who said he was getting tested constantly, right? Like it's supposed to be random, but he was getting tested every week or something. He claimed that it was not random. Right, and that's what I'm wondering too. Um, Like if there's... What's the incentive for the people going after these guys? Uh, you know, I feel like a couple high-profile names on that list right. brings more attention to the issue, I guess. So maybe they go after these kind of, like, big guys in hopes of, like, getting more money thrown into their division. I don't know. It's something like yeah. that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um. It could be that, you know, certain people in Major League Baseball, Joe Torre, <coughs> have something against the Red Sox, you know? Right. Maybe are targeting, maybe was targeting David Ortiz. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, ta- yeah, I, I could see that. My guess is more David Ortiz being such a huge face of baseball. Well, that would actually be a reason why they wouldn't want to... They would try to avoid that. Try to yeah. avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering, just because like the famous names seem like lots of guys from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Uh, is, is A-Rod Dominican? Or is he Puerto Rican? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's Dominican, but I think he's from... You know, I mean, I think he's, uh, yeah. There seemed, just looking at the big names, there seemed to be a lot of Dominican guys on that list, but a lot of the uh, minor guys are not. Josh Josh Ravin, Alec Asher, like guys who are both pitchers, I guess. Guys, I have no idea who they are, but they've gotten suspended. Um, So I wonder if there's an, you know, if if you're coming, my... I'm talking out of my ass right now, but I'm wondering you if... It, you think it's a racism thing? Or a nationality thing of players coming from the Dominican or Puerto Rico where they don't have the same connections. They don't yeah, no, have... There's, uh, there's, <clears throat> there was an article I read years back. I can't remember what it was. Oh, a Rod's Dominican, yeah. but from Washington Heights. Okay. Right, yeah he's, yeah. he's from the States. His parents yeah. are from the Dominican. Yeah. But, um, so, the article I read said that 
basically there's like this one guy in the Dominican Republic who's like the like trainer for the highest levels of that baseball scene. It's like a guy yeah. who everybody works out with yeah. in the off season. And he was giving everybody steroids. Yeah. That that makes sense when you just look at the pattern of big players who are getting caught. Um that's that's what I heard anyway. Yeah. Kind of like the Oakland, uh, what was the name of the... Balco? Balco, where everybody who was testing in the early 2000s had some kind of connection to them. Yeah. Had once played for the Oakland A's of San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. It's a scandal. Yeah. It's known as the Balco scandal. The Balco scandal. Okay. Bash, Bash Brothers. That, you right, Bash Brothers. So, okay, what, here's what I want to say, though. I... There's something hypocritical, in my opinion, of people going after these players for somehow besmirching the game. Because the what a constant in baseball history is cheaters. Sure. Right? Like, there is no, oh, you have to respect the sanctity of the game, because as for as long as there's been organized professional baseball, there have been people trying to cheat at organized professional baseball. Sure. So so don't act, you know, I, I hate it when people are acting like this is something new or there's something different about this generation of baseball players who are trying to give themselves every professional edge they can. Right. But I feel like, you know, I feel like it was a very, I mean, I don't know. It's like people don't get blacklisted the way they used to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which I feel makes it more... People feel safer in their... Like, you know, if I get caught, whatever. If I don't, right. I'm going to be fucking God. You know right. what I mean? And I'm going to make a lot of money. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, before it was... You know, like the Black Sox, like throw the game, or the Mafia yeah. is gonna kill your family, yeah. or like, and then they get thrown out of the game, and then Pete Rose has a gambling problem, and then he gets thrown out of the game. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know. I feel like Major League Baseball, like with A Rod, feels the need every so often to like assert their dominance uh -huh. and kind of make an example out of somebody. Um, and I feel like maybe that is maybe a reason why they go after high-profile guys. Can, I can see that. Drug testing. I can see that. Because um, they went after A-Rod, too, didn't they? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure they had enough evidence to, like, actually... Yeah, it, he was suspended for 211 games. He appealed, and the arbitrator reduced his suspension to 162 games. Right. Yeah. Huh. But, okay. That, you know, the players, the managers, they have all the fame, they get all the money, they get all the girls, you know, they get all the attention, and then there are these guys in the, you know, Major League Baseball offices who maybe feel a little left behind and get the urge to assert their 
you know, flex their muscle yeah. a little bit sometimes. Yeah. The other possibility that we haven't really discussed is every, you know, what if everybody in baseball is doing PEDs and just some dudes are getting caught? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was Barry Bonds' rationale, right? Barry Bonds is like, screw you guys, everyone's taking PEDs, I'm going to take them, and I'm going to be better than all these other clowns. Right. Yeah. Just because it's, again, a level playing field. Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so here's my question. Which fan base should be angrier slash more upset? The Pirates at Starling Marte or the Giants at Madison Bumgarner? Uh, the Pirates, for sure. Why? Well, you know, can't get really get mad at somebody for being stupid. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not like Madison Bumgarner was like, I'm going to crash my dirt bike and, you know, then I'll get in trouble. It's uh-huh. like... But at least Sterling Marte was trying to make himself better at the game of baseball. Bumgarner was just dicking around on a dirt bike and got hurt. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I just feel like there's, it's less, it has a, it's like less of a letdown. You know what I mean? Uh Like, I feel like you can't reasonably expect professional baseball players to only live for the gratification of their fan base. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Whereas that I feel like sense. it's not unreasonable to expect the baseball players on your team to kind of play by the rules. You know what I mean? Right. I then, mean, I think that it maybe is unreal, unrealistic to expect that, but I don't think it's unreasonable. To, uh-huh. You know? But what about, I mean, in Bumgarner's situation... His body is his job. In order to do his job effectively, he has to not get hurt. Right. I mean, I guess you're right that you should have the right to do whatever you want to do on your day off. Right. So what you're just saying that he should go into a isolation chamber when he's not pitching? Like, right. No. Like, gets out and goes to the supervised weight room where, like, <laughs> does the recommended workouts and, like, goes to practice and then goes home and then goes into, you know, the dark chamber and just <laughs> waits for the next day? You can't expect that. Maybe he could just read a book in his hot tub on his day off instead of going dirt biking. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But I, I feel like no, I you yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's not. I feel like it's okay. I mean, I feel like he's a fucking idiot. But, right. You know, it's, he's not even getting paid that much. You know. Right. Not as much as CC Sabathia. Right. Or a couple other players who are getting paid a lot more than they're worth. Um, okay, so we got a few minutes left. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Go Aaron ahead. We got about... killed himself. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I... Right. Right. So we're gonna end. Uh, Are we gonna end on this? Are we gonna end on suicide? Uh, isn't that a pretty, <laughs> pretty solid end point? I don't know. Okay, go it's for an it. Ending of sorts. Yes, it is.
so it's kind of in a kind of surprise move. Aaron Hernandez hung himself from the window in his jail cell. Hadn't been on suicide watch or under psychiatric evaluation, you know, any more than most prisoners are, I guess. And he had just gotten acquitted of two charges of murder for some drive-by shooting that they think he did. Um, So it was kind of a surprise because they were also like looking into appealing his first murder conviction. Um, And it was the same day that the New England Patriots were visiting the White House. So, uh, I don't know. It's kind of been a crazy story from the beginning. Um, But, I mean, I I guess I don't know what my question for you is. Like, what do you think about this situation? I think... You throw maybe a couple conspiracy theories out there? I would not. I have... Heard of some conspiracy theories. I read about his agent and one of his defense attorneys saying that he was not the kind of person to commit suicide. That this is a that they have brought up allegations of a conspiracy theory against him. The lawyer was gung ho immediately. Right. That he that 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 was not true. Mm-hmm. I think that I pity Hernandez a lot. It's a very tragic situation. And I got really upset when I was on the internet on Twitter again, so maybe I should stop doing that, of people online saying things akin to good riddance. Right. A lot of people were expressing that kind of opinion about him killing himself. Uh-huh. And that really upset me and showed right. kind of this inhumanity that I think a lot of people, it's easy for a lot of people to express, especially online. I think that, you know, Hernandez was found guilty of murder, was charged for other murders, did not seem like a pleasant dude, but that's not the same as wishing him to uh, kill himself. Sure. I think that one thing that we should highlight is uh, mental illness and access to health care of people who are incarcerated. Right. There's I not a th- lot of it. There's not a lot of it. Uh, uh-huh. Suicide rates in jails in the United States are really, really high. Um, it's the highest rate of death. It's the highest cause of death from 2000 to 2013 amongst Americans who are in jails. Right? So these uh-huh. are people who you get arrested... You're spending, you know, the night of your arrest or or waiting as long as you have to wait for your court date or bond. Suicide rates during that period are very, very high. Uh, Suicide rates are also very high of people in prisons, but it's not the leading cause of death of people in prisons, but still very high. 
Right. Robin's wing, uh, saying where I'm gonna go, where even it's very common of someone dies in jail and the guards call it suicide and nobody investigates further. Right. So even though I'm not gonna call out and say there's a conspiracy uh, framing Hernandez for his own suicide, I am gonna say that that happens. That either through neglect or abuse, people in jails and prisons die often, and it's just called suicide. Right. So. Not, not many of those people are like huge celebrities, though. Right. Yeah, so, I mean. Well, I'm not disagreeing with what you're uh -huh. saying. I just, I find it highly unlikely that the guards killed Aaron Hernandez and then. Yes, oh, yeah. Mock, mocked yeah. it up to be a... Yeah, oh, I think it's highly, highly unlikely also. I, 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 it, whatever, you know, I don't know much of anything, and I don't really have the justification here, but I would, I don't think that there's a conspiracy. I think, I, I could imagine, let me put it that way, I could imagine being someone who is in, you have life in prison without parole, and the football team that you used to play for is now celebrating their recent Super Bowl victory with the President of the United States, and it's too much for you to handle, and you're depressed, so you attempt to commit suicide. That right. th that makes, as, as twisted as that sounds, that makes sense to me in my head. Right. Yeah. And life without parole is unbelievably cruel. Not as cruel as... Um, uh, solitary confinement, which is insane that that's something that we do in this nation, but it is still cruel. I just, I feel bad. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for his family, his daughter. I don't, I forget, his daughter's four or five years old. Yeah, four. Yeah, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. His His wife, who, was she charged with, um... Whatever it's called, collaborating with him to hide aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting. I don't know if she was or not, but she had to take so. the stand. I knew she took the stand during his trial. She, she like, he had her like get rid of some guns. Yeah. And like, I think that she testified to that in court, yeah. so that she didn't get charged or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Um, I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with almost all of it. I don't really feel that sorry for him, though. I like to right. feel sorry for his family, you know? Right. Yeah. But, I mean, you talk about somebody who... I understand he had, like, a really tough childhood and, like, grew up in a bad place and was exposed to a lot of terrible shit, but if there was ever anybody who had all of the chances to get away from that, that was him, you know? Uh -huh. um, and he did, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not for lack of opportunity. Right. That was not one yeah. of the reasons that he did not. You know what I mean? Yes, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, I don't... It's not his life, I guess, that I feel sorry for. It's just recognizing that someone was in such a state of mind that he felt compelled to take his own life. 
Like, that sucks. Right. Yeah, and, you know... Well, that's like... Life in prison is a tough thing to face. Yes. Um, and, you know... He's been in court... For years? For fucking ever yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, just that one trial just ended, and then they were going to start another one. So, like, And that was an appeal case. So, like, how much longer was that going to... Like, that process... Even if there was freedom at the other end, maybe you couldn't couldn't face that either. You yeah, know? going through it again and again and again. Right, again and again, putting his family through it over and over and over and over again, you know? I've also read that, uh, I think it's a Massachusetts state law, that now because he died doing, he died doing the appeal, he is actually exonerated legally. But there is a potential for him potential to be exonerated, for him, yeah. yeah. Um, which is, I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but it, it might create weird incentives to commit suicide. If if you're going to be like, well, if I do it now, then I can get exonerated, and maybe legally that would help my family down the road right. or something well, like that. Well, if he is, then he would be owed money from the Patriots. Oh, see, yeah. Hmm. Um, That's and, you know, twisted. not all of his but some of that money they could potentially get his family. Mm-hmm. And I also read that the family of the guy who killed his buddy is trying to get money from the Patriots also in oh, a wrongful death suit. Hmm. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's or interesting. No. no, no, no. They had a wrongful death suit against Aaron Hernandez. Uh-huh. And now that he's dead... They can they're, bring that against the Patriots? They're trying to get money from the Patriots. That now. would be fascinating. I'd, I'd want yeah. to know more about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we're at our time limit. Uh, thank you very much, everybody who is listening right now. Let us know what you think. Uh, do comments so that we can be responsive to your interests. Anything coming up next week, Sam, that you're looking forward to? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going on vacation. Oh, yeah, you're on vacation. So are we going to take, uh, we might take next week off if you're on vacation. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we can, I mean, we could go this week. I'm not leaving until Sunday. Oh, okay. So we'll do that. So. Yeah. Well, that'll then, be fun. You know, maybe, maybe I'll podcast from the beach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we need to get sponsorships and better microphones, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really just want a bodysuit with a bunch of logos on it. Yes. Yeah. D- yeah. Uh, NASCAR style. Right, exactly. Yeah. But like strange ones, you know? <laughs> I want a jetpack. <coughs> uh, and then you can be on the beach. You need to go on the beach and wearing like a full bodysuit just covered in logos. Right. I think it would be a good look on you. Why <laughs> mess with my plan of getting a tan, though? <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to play us off to uh, Como Yola Doi featuring Don Miguelo and Pitbull. So I think that, Sam, when you go on your uh, vacation, you should only listen to Pitbull. Oh, yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Right? Worldwide, yes. I think uh, yeah. that would really put the positive spin on it. Classy. Classy. That's what it would be. Yeah. <laughs>
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Have a great evening. I hate Pitbull. <laughs> I think everybody hates Pitbull. <laughs>